0: Welcome to Align and Hustle. I'm your host, Kathy Spence, photographer, entrepreneur, and brand strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring conversations that will help you expand your mind, align with your purpose, and take action towards creating a life you love. Are you ready? Let's do this. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Align and Hustle podcast. My name is Kathy Spence. I'm your host, and I am so grateful that you took the time to spend with me here again today. For those of you who are new, welcome. Um, We are wrapping up March, wrapping up Women's Month. And for those of you who are new, you may not know this, but I'm all about the power of intention, setting intentions, focus, what you think about, you bring about. And I am so sure that I manifested the conversations with the amazing women, last week Sharon Shilmover, this week Nicole Leno, and next week Jen Buck, all three amazing women I really believe that I I attracted these conversations to me because for some reason, what they had to speak about was something I needed to hear, or I needed to learn, or someone in my audience, that someone might be you, might have needed at the moment. You know, I never had a lot of girlfriends growing up. I was always the chubby, um, shy girl in the corner in elementary school, and in high school, I was the science nerd. Um, And I just, I was okay with it. I just thought I was the guy's girl. I had one best friend in high school and I had one best friend at university and I was fine with that. I was never, well, I thought I was fine with it. Let's just say that. When my daughter was born, I realized that I really wanted a circle of girlfriends. Um, She was, I was nursing her and she was just for those moms out there, she was like a cluster feeder all the time. She did not; she ate all the time, and I was nursing, so I would literally feed her for an hour, put her down for ten minutes, and then she was up again, starving. So i I was exhausted um, during this time when my daughter was first born. I was like, "How am I going to stay up through all these these feeding sessions?" And I went to the blockbuster at the time and rented all the seasons of Sex in the City. Is it Sex and the City or Sex in the City? I don't know. For those of you who believe in the Mandela Effect, oh. <laughs> you know that it's changed. Um. Anyway, so I would watch these episodes so that I would stay up at night. And I realized when I was watching all of these shows that I really wanted that. I really wanted a circle of girls who got me, who had my back, who were my ride or die friends like Thelma and Louise. And I didn't didn't have that. Like I have a sister and I love her dearly, but it's it's I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, but it's different when you have friends that are removed from your family. So anyway, I'm watching these episodes and I realized this is what I want. I want a circle of friends. I want a circle of friends who are loyal, who lift me up who cheer me on, and who I will cheer for, and just who will celebrate each other. So I started writing about it every day in my journal. I would write, I am so happy and grateful now that I have a circle of friends who lift each other up to do great things. And I would write that every day in my journal. And I realized that this podcast is my circle and You are part of my circle. I developed this podcast for you. I want you to reach your highest potential. I want you to become the person you always knew you would be. And I hope these conversations with these women help you. And I know that they do because I've heard from you. I've heard your. um, I've read your messages. I've read all of your DMs, and I thank you. And I want to ask: Is you know something else happened to me this week? Sorry, I I didn't script this, so I'm just kind of speaking off the cuff but something else happened to me this week and it just made me think you know someone left a really nasty note on my windshield at the grocery store because they didn't like the way that I parked and I realized that a lot of people are struggling a lot of people are angry, frustrated, sad if you're struggling with something and there's something that you want to hear about, you want to learn about, you want to um learn more about, please DM me, email me at info at com. because like I said, you are my circle and I'm here to help. So if there's anything that you would like to learn about, please let me know because this podcast is for you. And when I said that I brought, I manifested these conversations, I know that sounds a little woo But really, when you write something down, when you intend, when you set your intentions for the day, and every day for years I've been writing a circle of friends who get me, a circle of friends who lift each other up, a circle of friends who help each other become the best that they can be. And this is what I've created in my life with that intention, and I attracted these amazing humans the last few weeks, honestly, it was the strangest thing. I've, all three of these women, I felt like I have known them forever. I felt that, you know, we've been friends. We have so much in common. It was just strange. We just had this uh, instant connection. And I, I really think you'll enjoy these conversations because it really is like chatting with your girlfriends. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're new or if you haven't already so that you don't miss another amazing episode like this one. The podcast is for you to step into the best version or step towards the best version of you, the next level you, um, and reach your highest potential. That is my intention for you. Through these conversations, I hope you find value in the Align and Hustle podcast. And if you do, please leave a rating and a review so that you can help others find the podcast as well. This week, my guest is Nicole Leno, and like I said, we just hit it off right away. Um, She is a peak performance coach. She refers to herself as a type A hippie, which is a free spirit who can grow a business and meet a deadline. She uses her experience as a rapid manifestation method practitioner to help her clients detach from their limits and finally achieve the success they crave. We talk about committing to your transformation, the method that she has developed called the character method that helps you step into the person that you wish to become. And like I said, if you listened to last week's episode, we touched on the be, do, have method, and that is essentially stepping into the person that you want to become. And I struggled with this, and Nicole's take on it is a little bit different, so I think you'll find it really interesting Because really, what do we want to do? We want to create a stronger connection with what makes you, you, right? And that's what this podcast is about, giving you the tips, the strategies, the tools to become the best version of you and reach your highest potential. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Nicole Leno. Hello, my beautiful friend. How are you today? You are looking gorgeous. I'm so glad to have you on the show
1: well thank you I'm just you're building me up already I love it thank you so much I'm so happy to be here thank you so much for having me on the show
0: that's my it's the photographer in me I'm always you know how well put together (laughs) and maybe it's because I'm working from home and you know still I am still using the dry shampoo and not quite not quite as polished this morning so I appreciate you showing up and and bringing your all today
1: I I was a makeup artist, so I kind of Get like how it really. It, it's my playtime when I worked in corporate, when I had my corporate job, I was feeling like creatively stifled and like put in a box Mm -hmm. and I did, and I became a makeup artist on the side and did weddings just to feel like I had some creative outlet again, because I loved makeup and I did weddings on the weekends and things like that. So I was working like this 60 hour plus a week job. And then my weekends, I would spend going to people's weddings and doing bridal makeup. And I loved
0: it, it, but you're good. You're (laughs) good at it. I was going to ask like, how did you layer that eyeshadow
1: <laughs> Thank you. I'll have to do some, <laughs> some YouTube tutorials.
0: You should, you should, it would boost your <laughs> exposure too, and bring more personality to your brand because that's my jam, right?
1: True. True. You want to
0: show all these different aspects of yourself.
1: And I have to say, I have fallen into that trap at times where I've been like, does this fit? And, you know, and i and I catch my clients doing that all the time. And I tell them like, if it's you, it fits. And then I catch myself being like, you know, does this fit with my brand or not? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if it's me, maybe it does.
0: But you know what? You, maybe you don't have to do a tutorial. Maybe you could just do something about you getting ready in the morning and bring it in. Like Gwyneth Peltro does with her products, how she uses her products. Maybe you could just do something fun on like a story or something. So you don't have to get too caught up in if it fits or not. Test it out. Test it. Okay. So for those people who are listening and who may not know you, could you just give a brief little outline or bio on who you are and what it is that you do and who you help?
1: Absolutely. So um, my name is Nicole Leno. I am a business and mindset coach. i affectionately refer to myself as a type A hippie. <laughs> I am uh, type A by nature, but I am also very creative and very open. And it wasn't until I realized that both of those sides of me belonged that I really started to feel in alignment, to feel like I like I found my place and mm-hmm. like I could function the way that I was meant to, but I didn't, I, I stopped saying that this doesn't belong or this does belong. I I was an actor. I have sort of this weird kind of story that that feels very disjointed, but I think every single part of it got me to exactly where I am now. Um, I help entrepreneurial women step into their power and break through the limiting beliefs that hold them back. Mm. And my background was I was an actor when I was younger. And then I ran out of money while I was acting because that happens (laughs) when I was living in New York. I got a job at a big corporation on Wall Street, sort of by accident as like a temporary thing. Um, A broke girl was offered health insurance and a very, very nice salary. And I sold my soul and joined it. Mm. And I worked there for six years before kind of burning out. And um, I, I learned a lot there. And I definitely felt like that was an experience that I needed to have. I don't regret it. I loved being there for a time. I met some of the best people in my life there, but then I, I burnt out. I actually became depressed. I was clinically depressed and was sort of, I had to make a decision of, you know, is this how I want my life to look? And am I going to just do this because on paper, I have this great life. I have this like, you know, six figure plus salary. I have like the fancy job, the title, the nice clothes, the big fancy building on, you know, on, you know, on West street. And it it meant nothing to me because I felt terrible and I quit. I left it all, moved to California, went back to my acting roots and said, I need to connect to me again I don't even know what that means, but I know I'm not me right now. And I just need to make this move and I need to trust that this crazy move is what I need to do. My husband luckily said yes. Bless him.
0: Oh, yes, no kidding. That's a that's a big one.
1: <laughs> Bless his heart. He was like, he was like, because that you've become LA.
0: you you went across the country. That's a big move. It's not like yeah. yeah.
1: Cause I knew if I didn't, I I California always called to me that was definitely if and if i wanted to go back to acting i was like if i go back to acting and being poor in new york i know i will end up back right where i am right now i'll get offered a job i'll still have the same friends that are like oh did you hear this roles opening up here i knew that for me to really break away i needed to break away mm-hmm. and i always wanted to move to california and i loaded it with my husband thinking he would say no. And he was like, I could get out of here. I think I'm ready to move too. And I'm like, wow, okay, we're doing this. Let's go. And, you know, we had an exit strategy, moved to LA, went back to all of it. And I really found myself out there and and connected to me again and found entrepreneurship while I was out there. I I got I started a software company and uh, built a CRM and that sort of morphed into my coaching business where I started working with the customers that I had for the CRM, those entrepreneurs, and realizing that I had a gift for helping people discover their magic and have the courage to truly deliver it. Mm-hmm. And that's what why I I'm so excited
0: to have you on the show because I feel like we are so similar in our in our passions and in our purpose and in our love for California, as we were, (laughs) we spoke a little bit before the show. Um, So we have so much in common and I love that we're both uh, focused on helping women really show up for themselves and really embracing all that they are.
1: Yeah. And I think that, that so much of that comes from, you know, I was, I was an introverted kid. I was, I, I definitely did not feel like it was safe to be a hundred percent me a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And I hid, and I remember feeling this, this way to me was the worst feeling was that I, I, I couldn't be me. It wasn't safe to be me and that nobody saw me. I didn't feel seen and someone said something, a coach said something to me uh, a long time ago, which was that, you know, well, if, if, you, if people don't feel seen, it means they're probably hiding. And I realized that I was hiding for a good portion of my life. And the only time, and I think that's why I was drawn to acting, because you can't hide there. It was the safe place, like step on the stage, be somebody else, be all of that person. And you start to come through, through that character and that was the freest and most wonderful thing in my life and all I wanted to do was was do that. So so it, it sort of feels like like I said it can feel disjointed that you know to go from acting to a corporate career and then to this coaching thing and and what I do now but I truly see it as this evolution that brought me exactly where where I am, because I use both of those things, the strategic side of what I did of of being a project manager at a major Fortune 100 company. um, And then also being an actor, which is all about the human experience. It is all about connecting with your authenticity, because if you are not being completely open on that stage, the audience feels it, senses it and they're not as with you.
0: I think I was saying this to you earlier about when someone's having their photograph taken, if they're not open and if they're not comfortable and if they're not confident, it shows in those photographs right away. They're not authentic. They're not, it seems almost fake.
1: Yeah, and and, and that's not even like, and I've had a bad day on a photo shoot and you see that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can tell that I'm not all the way there. I can tell. And I know that they're just not as strong. And I know that there's like, I can see the hesitation. I can see the, I can see how, like how tired I was and just disconnected. I was at times Mm -hmm. that it wasn't the whole shoot. Like I've had other shoots where every photo is just like, wow, this is so great. And it's like, because yeah. it was so freaking fun the whole time. Right. And I felt at home and, you know, I, I can, I can feel that, but I do get compliments on my photos all the time. Cause I've, I've, I work with big people mm-hmm. like yourself, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but this is now interesting to me because you were bringing in the acting and I wanted you to speak about one of your areas of expertise. And now I understand it a little bit more because it's called the character method. So if you could maybe take us through that and really help me to understand more about what that is.
1: So the character method, it's kind of something that I've been working on with my clients and, 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 a way of, so, and I don't know if your listeners have heard this before. I'm sure you have, because I know that the, we travel in the same circles, like as far as mindset and, and everything, but, you know, the, the B do have. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that, that is the, the true formula. And most of us are, are working from do have be that mm-hmm. we're going to do the thing, then we'll have the money and then we'll be this successful, great person. And, you know, there's this, th- this new way of thinking, which is no, I have to be the successful person. I have to be the millionaire in my mind before I'm able to do the things. And then I will have all the money that, you know, we have to reverse the way that we're thinking about that. And I, and I found that that was really confusing to a lot of people. Is like, well, how can I be somebody I'm not without being fake? Mm-hmm. And what, what helped me. And I think from the acting experience was that it was like, when I started to think about it as if I was developing a character, it became very easy for me to understand how to envision the person that I needed to be because it was the same way when i think about when you think about it as yourself <laughs> you can tend to be like well well you can start you get into kind of a fight with your subconscious where it's just like well you're not that don't be that like what do you mean you're not you don't have this kind of money you don't have this but when i would and i caught myself in that but when i would approach a character to develop a character for a role I could be anything. I could be a murderer. I'm certainly not a murderer, but I would get into the head of what made that murderer tick. I would get into the head of what her day was like. Mm -hmm. I would get into the head of like, and the mindset of, of that space. I don't recommend going there with it. We're going with positive stuff, but, but it allowed me to step out of me and look at it objectively when I could look at it that way. So the character method is really about being able to look at the next level version of yourself objectively and saying, well, what does she have? And then the biggest thing that actors ask or good actors ask when they're developing a character is what do they have to believe and, or have experienced in order to get to this point? So Mm. So, if you think about like, if you think about Paris Hilton, I'm going to give just an example because she's kind of extreme, or Kim Kardashian. Um, when you think about these people, they have a very different belief about money, right? So, if you were going to play Kim Kardashian, mm-hmm. all right. So, if we want to talk about a money story, I might have you go through an exercise where it's like if you were playing Kim Kardashian, how would you approach embodying? being that person, truly, to, to come at her with a bit of compassion, to really look at her as a person and, and see just from the aspect of her money um, and the way that she looks at it, what does she have to believe to live the life that she lives? Well, she kind of has to believe that money is just this renewable resource that is all around her all of the time. And then what are the experiences that are layered upon that? And when you start doing that work and when you start digging into that, like you are developing a character, you start to feel something very different. You start to feel what it's like to be them. So going through exercises like that is sort of what the character method and and what I do is built on.
0: Okay, so this is very interesting to me. What if someone, so how quickly do you see a transformation in that? way of thinking, because what if someone has these deep rooted worth issues or came from poverty, how would they have to, how do they make that transition into believing that they're that person when it's been ingrained in them since a very young age, that obviously they are not that person. So how do they step into that vision of themselves?
1: hundred percent. No, I I completely understand where you're going. And, and that's why there's never one size fits all for any of this. So the character method is a great thing, like envisioning who you want to be. Amazing. But this is why like affirmations can get you so far and things like this can get you so far, but you're always going to bump up against your own experience, your own trauma, limiting beliefs, experience, your ancestral line and what it is like generation after generation your family believed which gets passed on to you and you can think about that from like a dna perspective we often think that like you know i understand how my eye color gets trans- transferred from generation to generation but it's also beliefs and your the experiences and their their way of feeling about things you know we i don't know we tend to think about dna like um, like like physical traits, and then we might even see that like anger and temper, and oh, he's just like his dad. He's just like his mom. He's just you know, and we get that. But it's also our beliefs. It's deep rooted in us. Like if you're you know, there there are things that we're just tied to inside. So the way that I deal with that, I have two methods that I work with. I I, I do a little bit of NLP work, but more so we really have to get to the emotion. So if during this process, what's great about something like the character method and envisioning your future and envisioning your best self is it will tell you what your limiting beliefs are because there'll be a voice inside of you Mm -hmm. saying that's not true or you can't have that.
0: Nope. You know, that is so good. I didn't even think of it that way that it would bring them to the surface.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you're, you're waiting for something in your head to call you a liar or to tell Mm -hmm. you like, don't, you can't do that. What are you crazy? Um, Or, or sometimes you don't hear a voice. It's just a feeling like in the pit of your stomach, a tightening and paying attention to that. And that's what I really tell my clients. We work on this all the time, which is awareness is your greatest tool. You being aware. So envision something and then pay very, very close attention what comes up they pay very very close attention keep a journal with you and write down what are the beliefs that are coming up for you immediately when you say i'm a millionaire what comes up for you are there times are there things that are experiences that are coming up for you and um you know you might hear something that your parents said you might hear you know your parents might have always fought about money mm-hmm. so it's your belief is that money is a struggle money has to be difficult we need to get past that. So I use, I I also use a technique, which I'm so sorry. They're changing the name of it. It was called the rapid manifestation method, which utilizes EFT to actually work emotions out of your body. So it's not so much, we get very, we get very tied to limiting beliefs and they are important, but what we really need to get to is the emotion tied to that limiting belief. So money has to be a struggle. The emotion I have with that is that it's not safe and that that's the belief. And there's, there's this rooted insecurity and anxiety that, that is usually connected to it. So what we need to do is we need to remove that emotion because that's the tether keeping that belief to you. So when you say an an affirmation like money flows to me easily and you say that over and over and over again, those help. We can loosen it up, but we can't detach that belief from your core until we get to that emotion. So we work through that through the EFT process. We work through that by getting real and raw about what the emotion is and what we are feeling And then what that does is I always think about it like closure. Um, We have all of these open loops inside of us. It's like if you had an argument with somebody in your life or a breakup or something happened and you didn't get to say everything that you wanted to say, you know, that feeling of like, I didn't get any closure. I didn't, I need, it's it's unfinished. This chapter Mm -hmm. is still open. I want to close it, but I didn't get to do that. Mm -hmm. Emotions are like that and they stick around until we allow them to be heard and we allow them to be processed. And that's what the tapping process does. So there's there's a big, there are many ways, many um, modalities that I use to kind of get to those beliefs and just process those emotions that are tying them to us. Then we can attack the belief. Then we can start to anchor in something that's positive. So and start how to do move you, forward.
0: How do you anchor in something new after that then?
1: Well, once, you've, once you're free of the emotion that's tying you to that belief, we can remove that belief and reinstall something. So this is, this is the, the programming part. We can reinstall a great belief then after that. We can install something that is, you know, we can install the, um, the money flows to me easily after we get rid of the tie that says money is a struggle. So, so have you
0: seen like major transformations in people
1: after this method? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have, I, I have clients that, um, I mean, I have clients that have, you know, if we, we talk about manifesting and, and cause I really look at manifesting as just a way of, it's getting out of your own way mm-hmm. that you are able to truly attach to what you want and, and be able to do the work and see things in a different way. Beliefs will cause you to have clouded vision about your options and about the way to run your business. And, you know, when we talk, we're talking about business here. So a lot of times beliefs will, and, and an example of that might be that you're only looking down this path because you're like, I committed to doing this method. I committed to launching this way, or this is how my business is. And what manifesting an alignment is, is kind of being open to all those possibilities. But It's our ego that keeps us on those those paths of, I should do it this way. And what this process does is allows you to, to let go of those shoulds. And you'll feel a release. Like people, I get clients all the time. They're just like, I don't know what just happened, but I just let some big stuff out. And I get messages all the time, voice memos from my clients were like, okay, I just had to send you a message to just tell you what just happened. (laughs)
0: And, and you know, So so this is so interesting to me. So what kind of things happen when, once you let go of these emotions?
1: Well, as far as results are concerned, I mean, you're able to do things that you weren't able to do. Like suddenly things are not hard that were hard once before. And there's no other reason than you just got rid of a belief that was holding you back. You know, that we're, we're hitting the gas on the car all the time because we want to move fast, but our subconscious is hitting the brake when you are. So that's causing us to have that like three steps forward, two steps back, because it's hitting that brake being like, nope, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. When we remove those limiting beliefs, we're easing our foot off that brake, suddenly we're able to hit the gas hard and make things happen. That can happen in a lot of ways that can happen in. So I had one client who she suddenly was just, she was, she kept saying she was going to do something. I'm going to reach out to all of these uh, medical providers because I think that they would be good for my networking. I can run classes through them. I think that this would be a good move for me. She wasn't doing it. She wasn't actually reaching out to them. She wasn't like we would give her action items and she wasn't doing them. And you know, that's a big red flag. It's like, well, we have a belief. Something's holding you back from Doing this stuff, and I think one of the beliefs I think for a lot of female entrepreneurs in particular is that I, I will abandon my family if I'm too successful. Mm. Really, it's it's a matter of like looking at it in the mirror, looking at like if you look at that belief as a person, as a as some version of you standing in front of you that has not been heard, but is holding you back, and you get to have a conversation with her is really what this. Process is like. And then do
0: you coach your client? Is it like a coaching program that you help your clients go through all this, this whole transition?
1: i have i have a group i have a group coaching program called the limitless entrepreneur which encompasses all of this stuff we do we do the tactical with the mystical we do the tactical approach so that you're growing your business and we're making sure that we're moving the ball down that court and then there's a mindset side of it where we we go through all of this stuff i also work one-on-one with people um if they want to just do the mindset portion that can be a mind that can be a one-on-one spin, um or one-on-one package where we go through um, some of the whatever we try to define a result that you want to get, and we try to get you to that. Um, so I, I do. I this is a very difficult thing to do in like a digital course format. You really do mm-hmm. need to be guided through it. So yeah, I, I feel
0: like you wouldn't be able. Well, there's that saying: "You're the hero of your own story," but you always need that guide. And yeah. I feel like this type of work it really would require you to guide someone through because how do you help people from not relapsing and going back to those limiting beliefs? So once they kind of busted through. What Do you see people sometimes um, going back to those old beliefs or are they gone completely?
1: Well, not when I'm with them, but okay. yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, and what happens, and I was going to say, because you, you you touched on it here, so I was just nodding along with you in agreement that exactly what, what happens is you, you'll either, and, and this is where we get into like that upper limit problem. We have like our, we're sort of the comfort zone. Everything that you have around you, the world that you have, the the amount of money you have, the amount of success you have, the amount of love you have, all exists because this is what you have said that you are worthy of. This is what you you like internally have decided is safe. This is like I make this much money. These are all this is this is my baseline. This is my floor. This is where I live, and when we break past it and we make more money or we have more success, or we start to see real progress. If you notice for a lot of people, you see this with weight, you see this with a lot of things. And these are clues for you that you are, um, you are living out this, this philosophy, this, this theory is that we break past that point and we find a way to bring ourselves back somehow to that level. Mm-hmm. Meaning it's like you know,
0: a thermostat, right? When it gets too hot, you just bring it back. Yep. Down.
1: Yep, exactly. We are constantly ourselves back to that thermostatic level. So
0: okay, so go ahead. I'm not. No, I'm going to no, I, I I'm just, gonna let you finish.
1: No, I, I was just going to say. I
0: love the. I get so curious that I I find that I cut people off. I'm really sorry.
1: <laughs> go no, ahead. Please don't be. No, we're having a conversation here. No, I love it. Um, What happens with a lot of people though is they will. I had a client the other day. She was like, she was having these breakthroughs with the tapping and and, and doing all this work, and then she she told me she's like, I, I didn't tap for like two weeks or for, she's like definitely a week, maybe two. And, and I was like, well, you notice what happened. You were starting to make progress. And then you stopped because inside internally, your subconscious was saying, let's not go there. Thermostatic level. Let's set you back to right where you belong. Don't go too far down that road. So a coach is really there to remind you and to say like, do this every single day. I want you to tap in with me, t- check in with me and let me know accountability that you're doing this because mm-hmm. commit to your transformation. And that's what a coach can really help you do that a digital course can't. And I also think with this work, there are so many questions that come up. People want to know, is this normal for me to feel? Is this really where I should be going? And, and I can objectively look at things and be like, well, what I'm hearing here is this belief coming through. Try going down that path and see where that takes you. Mm-hmm. Let's try going this way. And and then we work from there. So it's a very personalized process. I I have done it through without a lot of guidance as well. And I really skyrocketed rocketed when I had someone to bounce ideas off of and be like, yeah, is this having, what I should be?
0: Having a mentor and a coach with the experience to give you that assurance or give you that little extra boost. Like you've come this far, just one step further. And that accountability is so important, right? If I feel like if I had mentors a little bit earlier in my life, my success would have come a lot faster because you don't know what you don't know.
1: For sure. I mean, you know, if you have someone that's holding your feet to the fire, that's you making a commitment. And I I feel like whenever we make a strong commitment to something in a big way, either it's financial, it's, you know, we're we're signing up with a mentor who's going to hold us accountable. When we do that, we're kind of putting our subconscious on notice and saying, like, I'm not accepting the thermostatic level anymore. I'm determined to move this needle. I'm determined to turn that dial up to the number that I choose it to be at. Mm-hmm. And don't you get in my way and I'm going to get help and I am going to enlist this. And sometimes that's why making like the big financial investment can be big for people. That happened with me. I, I, I dropped 20 grand on a coach and that was a big investment for me. I hadn't invested that much coaching wise before. Mm-hmm. And it was like, my subconscious was just like, we've got to get on board. Like you gotta show us
0: now, <laughs> you yep. do. We, we, we
1: can't we can't screw this one up, or, as my husband told me, like, don't have it up. Um, and that's and and that is what we do for ourselves with coaches, with mentors, people that are gonna hold us accountable. And we're making that commitment, and we're saying, I want more, and I'm gonna do what I have to do to get it. People I see have the most success with the program are the people who who really go into the personal development work with everything that they have without judgment of themselves as well, because it's not about judging yourself. It's about looking at yourself with love and compassion the entire way through, realizing that every part of you belongs on this journey. And not only belongs, you can't go where you want to go without every part of you, without all your anger, without all your sadness, without all your trauma, all of that stuff, you can't hide it away Mm -hmm. because it's just, that is a piece of you that you've left behind and you can't move on. So if you want to go to the next level, you've got to get everybody on the bus. And that takes work. Not everybody is willing to do that. Not everybody is willing to go to their anger and say, I need you to come with me. Not everyone is willing to go to the inner child that was hurt and is afraid of being visible and say, I really need you. I can't do this without you. You have to come with me. I'm speaking metaphorically, of course. But, mm-hmm. but that is ultimately what we are doing. We're saying that I, a whole our, our goal is not perfection. Our goal is wholeness. And when we approach it that way, and when people fully embody that, and they realize that that is the game, then they have tremendous breakthroughs. When When I I see
0: people, sorry, no, no, no. (laughs) I heard Jane Fonda say that before. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, I heard her say the goal is not perfection. The goal is to be whole. Is that a limit, really, or is it collective belief that we need to be perfect all the time?
1: I think it's a misconception. I think that the people that we admire most, I think, like at least for me, the people that. When and and this is an exercise that I take everybody through too is like, look at the people you admire, look at the people that that have an impact on you, and ask yourself, what is it about them that has such an impact on me? Why do I why do I feel so drawn to this person? And it's usually not that they have, um, you know, a perfect feed and their kids look perfect, and that's that's not normally what it is. It's normally that they are somehow, like for me, I've, and this is what I reflect in my brain and what I try to do and what I try to embody is, um, you know, that they challenge me to think differently, that they are approaching things with critical thinking, yet an open mind and challenging me to do so. And when I look at those things, it's like that, that that's embracing imperfection in every way. I don't think that being perfect not only is it not possible, not sustainable, and honestly very destructive to be coming at anything trying to be perfect, but when you think about it, it's, it's also just it's a red herring. You're going to be chasing it, and you'll never, ever get there, and you'll just feel disappointed and horrible about yourself, and you won't get what you want, um, but if you chase wholeness, then you, and I, I always quote this. I'm, I'm going to butcher the quote, but it's by Rumi if you look this up, it, it, being human is a guest house is what he calls is, is the name of the poem. And he goes on to say that, like, and I'll give you the gist of it. Cause I'm, I won't, I will not, I will butcher Rumi's words, but the gist of it is that we are, if you look at your life, like you are like an, a B and B, like you're a hotel, like you are a guest house. And every emotion you have, every experience you have is a teacher, of some sort that if you greeted it like somebody who is coming to stay at your b and you said hello how are you what do you you know what have you come here for and you greet your anger your frustration your procrastination your whatever it is and you look at it with curiosity rather than ridicule you will get the answers that you seek and you will open yourself up because the answers are in you we are unlocking all of the doors inside of us that are keeping us from being whole. And when you can be whole, you can do anything that you want.
0: Okay. I'm just going to end the, (laughs) I'm going to end here because I don't think we can top that one. (laughs) That is so beautiful. I'm going to look up that poem, but that's the thing, right? Every experience, everything that you've gone through has made you who you are. And I always look back on some of the bad things that happened. And I thought, you know, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be the person that
1: I am today. You have to embrace all the parts, even the messy parts. So I do believe that. I do believe that every, every moment, even these hard times, like, you know, even everything we're going through right now with COVID and, and, and all the things that we're, we're, we're all pretty angry, frustrated, sad about, um, there's, there's purpose in this. If we look for it.
0: But you don't, it's funny, because you don't connect the dots until you look back, right? There's that quote by by Steve Jobs that you don't really understand until you look back and connect all the dots.
1: And, and I think that that's where, you know, it's so important to make an impact that I think that's why we feel called to, because mm-hmm. that is how you make your past have purpose, mm-hmm. rather than it just being bad things that happen to you. Mm-hmm. And that was how I wanted, like me wanting to be an actor. I, I wanted my path because I felt like it was a, it was an opportunity I used everything that I felt all the stuff that was in me it had purpose on that stage I used it and I now I use it in a different way but kind of the same but and so so I, I think that that's why so many of us of us feel called to make an impact on others because it means that every everything that we experienced mattered
0: hmm I love this conversation. I don't want to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but thank you. I really thank you so much. I have head to toe goosebumps, and that's always a sign that I know um, that this was a good one. Thank you for all of your wisdom and for sharing it with my listeners. And I'm so glad that we had the chance to connect. Is there anything that I will link up every all of your um course, all of your programs and every way that my audience can get in touch with you. But is there anything else that you wanted to maybe mention?
1: Thank you. I mean, I think we we covered an awful lot in this episode. And I just thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. I, I absolutely feel connected to you. And I I appreciate you having me on the show and you know, and, and letting me speak to your audience. I, I truly, truly appreciate it. And um, I just everybody, I I I just want you to know, I think that it's just really important for people to know that, like I said, every part of you matters and and has a, a role to play in everything you wanna be. If, you're, if there's a part of you that you have closed out in the dark, if there's a part of you that you are not accepting of, it is exactly that work that will set you free and help you to move forward in the way that you want. So if you just start looking at your life a little bit differently, I hope that that's what this episode left you with, is just looking at your life and every part of you with compassion and love and wonder. And I I hope that that's what this leaves you with.
0: Oh, I love that. Such finding a new perspective. It's what I'm all about. I'm so glad that you came on today, Nicole. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. And I look forward to more conversations like this.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Well, Beauty, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you have a second, please rate, review and hit subscribe. Don't forget to share a line and hustle with a friend. For more information, be sure to check out the podcast page at slash podcast. I hope to see you here again next Tuesday. Talk soon.